This is the Radio Ronin Show on podbash.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Radio Ronin Show. It's uh, we've we've taken a little bit of a break. It's uh, it's been an eventful couple of weeks for sure. We're sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, so glad to be back with you. Thank you so much for joining us. <sighs> I'm winded. I just ran up the stairs. <laughs> you good? You need to take a minute. Uh, we need to do another Biggest Loser contest because I think I've gained everything back and then some. You're, we're this going to, right? I think I'm so. Yeah. I don't think our listeners want another Biggest Loser contest because I feel like I was a little bit punchy. I know you were. Oh, you all were the way. Half schizophrenic halfway through. Yeah, you were crazy at one point. Yeah, it's, yeah. Which that's is okay. True. I mean, that's okay. Hey, everybody. I'm <laughs> Chunga. Hey, welcome to the show. With me, uh, with me as always, the lovely, the talented Mister Kenny D is right over here. Don't listen to them, mother. <laughs> <laughs> and the smartest man in the room, Mr. DJ Spinari. Hello, hello. So, man, have we got a lot of stuff to catch you guys up on. Well, we didn't do a show last week, and so we do have a, an extra week. We'll call it 1.5 yeah. shows. So, let's one. See. so yeah, that, where, where do we start? Where do we want to catch up on? Um, well, first, we let's give the reason why, I think, if you, you guys don't mind. Do we want to go? Or, or do we, 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 go we can go in timeline-wise. You know what? Let's do this. Okay. Because we don't want to put a, a damper on the entire thing. I love putting damper on things. <laughs> oh, man. Um, damper it all. Huge thank you, first of all, to uh, Kenny Spinari, uh, Morgan Hayes, uh, myself. want to say a huge thank you to uh, all the guys at Blackfeather Whiskey, all the guys at the Nitro World Games, Nitro Circus, and Contravent uh, Advertising. Thank you so much to all of you guys for uh, booking me. And booking us at the Nitro World Games uh, 2017. Huge fun. Ooh. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was that's crazy. Me, uh, I did that pop. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, thanks to Travis Pastrana. Uh, thanks to to, uh, to Mike Deaver and Jeremy and, and Brent and all the guys there that were affiliated with everything. And, um, man, it was, it was a, rock awesome. it was a crazy party. It's the first time I've gone to a club since a long time ago since, when you did since it. Since you got gig rookies, way back. Right? Since somebody no. gave you uh, E. Come on, that wasn't the last time. There was, was probably really, a, was I that think not there was the last a, time. No, I think there was a Sundance gig in between there oh, that you okay. did. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But which, I generally don't crazy. do that. But I got all dressed up to the nines. You yeah, it good. was the black and, party, and it, I was the most dressed up person there. Well, I have some exciting. This is kind of a, this is exciting for us for our own ego. But um, we are in the uh, the I think it's the Emag the Nitro oh, cool. the Nitro World uh, Emag that just went out. So. Uh, there's pictures of Kenny, there's pictures of Spinari, there's pictures of Morgan Hayes and myself and Travis Pastrana and all the Nitro guys, and uh, the, that link is on my Facebook page. Did, did they get the it. picture of me climbing into the clubhouse? <laughs> is that what they got? I, no, I don't, I, think, I don't so. think, I haven't made it through all the pictures yet, but there were a lot of famous people that showed up there. Tony Hawk was there, and uh, my old friend Bart Johnson was there. Yeah. Who is Bart Johnson, you ask? He's an actor. He's a longtime friend, old, mm-hmm. old, old friend of mine. He played Zac Efron's dad in High School Musical. And he and I have done, I don't know, like 20 movies together. It's crazy how many films I've done with that guy. So him and his brother Adam and his brother Brent, they were they were all there. Um, let's see who else was there. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Blake Lively was there. Excuse, and, hold on. Um, excuse yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, you missed uh, it. Hold on. This, Apparently this is, you uh, left. Chunga. This is after you left. Excuse me. Yep. So I left about one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely. Maybe it was about one seventeen. The liveliest, uh, they, they decided to show up, Robin. Hold like, on, hold on. Excuse yeah. me. I left because I had to go prepare a uh, church talk. No, <laughs> church talk. 
Kenny was speaking in church, and so he left the Black Feather Whiskey Nitro World Games <laughs> after party. And and me being very responsible, trying to get blessings in my life, I leave right before Blake Lively shows up. Yep. Like, yeah, what dude. time did she show up? You know, I don't even know. I, I don't think, it was like think they knew. They, like they, the minute. Stop that right now. <laughs> right that is not fair. I don't think that's true. I actually think they had been there for a long time, and Bart and and uh, and everybody. They Blake. I don't think they realized that I was DJing until oh, okay. it was kind of near over. Because uh, you've been working alongside this family, like you said, for over what twenty five years. Twenty five years with the with the uh, with the Johnsons. Yeah, long, when, I mean a long. time. When Blake was just little Blake, she was like two. Yep. Right. Uh, her parents are acting. And now she's a 10. I feel a little weird saying that. That's, uh, I could say it. I'll say it. It's it's odd to. That's like calling your your little sister hot. Yeah. Kind of that's thing, okay. But, uh, that's yeah. Anyway, the, the Livelys were there. And the Johnsons were there. And it was fun. I could have. Tony got Hawk up. was there. Tony, Wait, Hawk, Tony was Hawk was there? there? Yep. I saw Travis, and he was ripping the sleeves off of everyone there because yeah. most people were wearing t shirts. And so he'd run up to people and he'd grab them by the sleeve. And pull and rip, and then put it on either his head or their head. He was wearing yeah, he, people's sleeves as headbands. He that tried was to steal my the, sleeves too. Yeah, he, he was actually looking at you and and, tra- and Morgan. I was wearing a nice colored shirt. I would have been pissed. Yeah, and <laughs> I was up there, and he was he was being hype man, and he looked over and he started kind of. We were asked to dress nice. Yeah, which was kind it's of a black weird and blue because party. they said it's, it the, right. it's the black and blue party because everybody's worn out and beat up from the nitro games, and so they wanted everybody to wear black. So we show up, and I'm dressed in... I actually set up and then changed clothes from one messy black shirt to a nice black shirt. <laughs> right. And then uh, and then Travis nice, the Pastrana way. almost ripped my sleeves off, and I was like, please don't, please don't, please. While you were please playing. Don't. While I was playing, yeah. which would have made things very difficult, but... Yeah. Uh, we we all got lucky. Sponari ran away. I did when run he away. When he tried. He yep. was... Yeah, Travis chased him for a little bit, and, yep. then, and then was looking at you and Morgan Hayes. <gasps> yeah. That I, was was like, I was pointing over to you guys. I was like, you Travis. guys were just standing there. You were both looking a little bored. And Travis says to me, he goes, those two. <gasps> those two need to be missing some sleeves. <laughs> but I was wearing a colored and, shirt. Yeah. And they yeah. would have been weird. because. And I said, they're, they're with me. Please don't. Please don't. He goes, no, I think they need to be missing some sleeves. <laughs> and then I think he got distracted and went in a different oh, direction. Oh, phew. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. So huge thanks to the uh, to the Nitro World Games. Uh, huge thanks to Travis Pastrana, Rob Deerdeck, like I said, Jeremy, Mike, uh, Tony Brett, Hawk, everybody, Tony Hawk. Yeah, all they were all fantastic. So everyone shows Blake, up at about one thirty. I mean, uh, just, Brad, yeah. Adam, all, all the guys. Right. They, yeah, they were all awesome. And you did was, a great job, by the way. The music was, was fantastic. Thank you, thank you very was much. That was crazy. that was fun. Yeah. I had been retired for a week. <laughs> I know. Way to go! You're like, I'm not going to do this DJ thing anymore. Oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah, well, I, I didn't. I wasn't a retiring, retiring, but right. I was like, no, nah, I need to take a, a little bit of a break for a while. And not so much. Then very next day, they're like, Nitro, hey, you want to come play for us? And I was like, okay, sure, sure. It's Nitro great. Circus, man. You're not going to turn that down. They had free Pepsi's there, and I was going crazy with the free Pepsi's. <laughs> they had they had a free taco truck too, and oh, I took advantage of that as well. Yeah. The best hey, tacos ever. You put free in front of me, except for they did have free booze as well, which. I just held my Pepsis like it was booze, so I looked pretty cool. Kenny and I were just like, look at our Pepsis. I was trying to figure out why Morgan wanted you to drive him down from (laughs) from his house. me too. I'm like, dude, I hate carpooling. And he's like, drive me down. I was like, no. That's your Morgan Hayes impersonation? It's it's a really lazy Morgan Hayes impression. He was really tired that night. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So... 
He doesn't listen anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't pay attention. So uh, anyway, okay. So uh, so that's one thing. Thanks to Nitro Circus. Yes. And uh, black feather whiskey. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is we missed last week uh, because we had a bit of a scare. Like yeah. um, day of recording, we were all kind of getting ready because we had a, basically a big show planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, and it was actually sorry the the, the, night, night, before. Was the night before. Is night Monday. Before. We were normally record late on Tuesdays. Yes. Really, really late. Scare on was Tuesdays. on Monday. And uh, Spinari was out on a date, and his uh, his throat felt weird, and so he said. Yep. Um, uh, I'm gonna. I, I just felt my glands, and my glands were really swollen. Yeah. And then just out of a weird kind of weird instinctual thing, yeah, I don't know I what the hell you're thinking. This gut feeling, I don't know what that was, but I was like, you know what? I should probably just kind of check around, make sure everything's good, make sure everything's so he, okay. So he started like feeling his arms and his legs. Yeah, on hmm. the date, which uh, not probably the best thing to do, but uh, you feeling your you're feeling you're yourself kinda, on the you're date, just kind of brushing myself, you know, just just feeling up myself. Like and, I, I I don't feel right in yeah, my neck, right? Yeah, my neck felt kind of weird, so. I brush against my leg and found a pretty big lump on the inside of my left shin. Yeah. And about had a heart attack, to be honest. Uh, understandably I, so understandably it's, so yeah it's a big lump so he's he on the date i bail out on the date like immediately i'm like uh i gotta go candy's calling our websites down right totally you know just bailed out on the date um went to the doctors got everything checked we, out we set him up with a uh, huntsman cancer specialist yep. the the specializes in diagnosing these type of things so we made some calls and said you know we're having a bit of a cancer scare. We want to make sure that this, uh, if this is what we're afraid it is, that we attack it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it was the combination of the, the swelling in the neck along with the bump on the leg. That right, which really seemed relatively new, right? Yeah. Like, you never noticed it before. No, I never noticed it before. It's about the size of a golf ball, and it, and it was it was pretty scary. He came home, and, and I felt it, and went, yeah, we need to, you know, so I'm calming him down, and he's emotional. I was and, pretty freaked out. You know, Shannon's emotional. And, and let's be honest, you're emotional. No, no, I was I was very calm. You on Tuesday, you were there was oh, well, the, yeah, a lot of heat you were dealing with. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> that day job. sucked at the big boy job. That yeah, was like the longest day of my life. Yeah. It was awful. Because um, I went to the doctor Tuesday night when we would actually be recording. I didn't. I didn't tell anybody. I told you. I told Tim, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Hemingway, and, and I. I talked to Lieb Montoya a little bit because Lieb is a cancer survivor. Lieb has he is he's a year removed. He's been in remission for a year. Mm-hmm. So are we allowed um, to talk where he he got cancer? Uh, yeah, he talks about it. He had testicular cancer. I call him one. Yeah. Ba- I call him one ball Montoya. Yeah, that's right, and and that's okay. I call him. High, I call him highball. Highball. <laughs> yeah. Lefty. So, Can we call him lefty? Um, no, because I think in his country that's an insult. <laughs> the Pakistanis don't like that. So here's the thing. So I talked to Lieb, and Lieb's like, "Okay, look, here's the deal. He's it's probably nothing. It's probably a cyst, or it's probably this. It, it lumps in that region. Cancerous tumors do form in that." part of your leg it can mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. but more often than not it's nothing yeah and lieb was i mean i that guy i'm a better person because i get to know lieb montoya right you know I would say the he same. is an awesome guy and he's the host of tick and go check out his show uh but but he was a tremendous help and you were a tremendous help and tim was really cool and you know tim's like look whatever you need you get and so yep my belief was that i didn't know what was happening with the leg. I, I tend to stay rather optimistic in these dire situations yeah but i, yeah. I had a feeling I knew what your throat thing was, and so oh yeah, you, you yeah, thought so, you knew? yeah, you, so, you thought you knew at the time. I, I, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I knew. 
Yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's well, weird we, that we it's need together. To, we need to touch on this, though. I'm fine. Everything's good. Spine Marshall Doctor yeah. spent the better yeah. part of a day with a cancer specialist, and they went through the entire litany of stuff. What and they- ended up happening is um, it's called an exotosis, apparently, which is just an extra kind of bone growth. They did x-rays on everything. It looks like I have a little peen growing off my knee. A little, ba- little baby peen. It's Hold just on. an extra bone. You have a peen I've got below a, your knee? I've got a knee peen. A knee peen. A knee peen? A knee peen. Yeah. And then he had a, he had an infection in his uh, salivary gland. Salivary gland. I wonder why. Anyways, from, uh, yeah, from making out, probably making out as yeah. I knew it. So you have a wait. Hold on, hold on. You have a knee peen. <laughs> <laughs> I have a knee. I want to look that up. But I don't want to detract from the, that subject here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, is this something that, that you just leave there? Is it something that continues to grow? Yeah. So what he ended up saying was, it's probably been there for quite a while. I just haven't noticed it, which was also kind of frightening because it's like, oh, that's been there on my leg this entire time, and I haven't really noticed. If you take a look Ladies. at, if you take yeah. a look at where where it's at, he's a former hockey goalie, right? Yep. And there was probably a, a fracture or something, right? That's right where he would drop onto his knees. As a hockey, goal. I have like and the knees of a ninety-year-old woman. Legs. Oh, oh yeah. you, dude, you know, you know, you see me I know, know that yeah. I can barely walk. Twenty years as a hockey, you got goalie. sandbags for knees, both of you. Oh, it's, it's crazy. So bad. Yeah, um, it, there have been many times we've been taking pictures on ghost hunts, <laughs> and we group can't. pictures, and they'll always kneel us down in the front, right? And, you're and, like, Thanks. and Kenny has to help me up. We well, like I'm a ninety-year-old man. Then I can't get up either. Then I have to help Spinari up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hockey. <laughs> So anyway, Spinari is fine. I'm good. Uh, right. Thanks we to to, we everyone had a lot of people worried about yeah, you. Yeah, and I, yeah. I got a lot of messages. And thanks to everyone for the support. Everything's right. good. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being understanding with us. Not recording a show because we that found was on out Tuesday that he, night. He, he we found out right before we were supposed to record on Tuesday night that he was fine. Yeah, and I was immediately like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, your body's like that. Shut. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you know what it did. You know what it did do though. Um, and this is you, you, everybody's probably going to laugh at this. Um, but when it's you, it's such a totally different thing. When you're faced with your child having something like that happen to them, every day since I've been on cloud nine. Okay, like there's mm-hmm. absolutely you know I wake up every single day and I'm just ecstatic and I've been that way ever since. It's like hey, man, I, been, I have no problem. You've both been in great moods. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have Dude, like every day is great. Yeah, <laughs> you think you know? You think you've got problems at work, or you've just got whatever kind of bullshit goes on in your life, you right. know? Um, and and then you are faced with dad. I'm I'm so scared. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. absolutely. He's shaking and he's just really really scared. I was really freaked out. And um, you know, then you immediately have to go from being, you know. Um, Boss sometimes and coworker sometimes mm. and best friend and older brother sometimes to just being a dad, yeah. which was oh yeah. gosh, it was so scary. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been like, <laughs> like there's there is absolutely nothing that could face snapping it. and awkwardly oh, whistling. Yeah. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, man. Um, Thanks uh, again, to everyone. Yeah, seriously. seriously. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate it. So. You guys rock. Don't do that again. Nah, seriously. Yeah. Unless you want to get a peen on the other name. Dude, I, I, got, I got to get a matching one. So <laughs> It looked just like a peen. I know, I know what some people are thinking is, well, do you get that taken off? The doctor said no. Until it, until it, if grows, it grows into to a point, tendon or to a muscle or it You just have pain. to just leave it because they're going to have to open up the leg and well, literally take out a hacksaw. He said shave it down. And, <laughs> and saw it off. Oh. Or shave it down. He said shave it down like, like cheese, like shaving no. it. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Ew. I opted out of that one. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. He's got a bump. Yeah. Neepy. He's fine. He's fine. Neepy. That's what um, she said. All right. So uh, so let's see. So moving on. We have so much to, so much stuff to cover. 
Holy crap, we've got a lot of okay, stuff. Okay, so news from last week real quick. So we yes. do need to get some stuff from last yes. week out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Even okay. though this is old news, uh, the Han Solo movie. Han Solo Let's movie. Big that. news about this. Yeah. Uh, Ron Howard has taken over the hunt. Yes. You guys, you and Spinari have just been riveted to this thing. <laughs> we really the drama associated with After you guys broke the news to me two weeks ago, I haven't been able to stop watching mm-hmm. at all. You love this kind of stuff. I really do. I love the behind-the-scenes turmoil. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it because it's Star Wars and you like to watch? You're like Emperor Palpatine. When something goes wrong with Star Wars, you're like... <laughs> And you just sit back there and watch it. In a way, or, a little bit. It's and actually any big studio because I feel that whether it's Warner Brothers or Disney, there's mm-hmm. so much interference or Sony or Fox or whatever. Yeah. So much interference that I love to know why. Yeah. Because I actually get upset that the director's true visions are never being seen. Um, I think that's a fair concern. I think this is a very valid concern that you Yeah. Have. And so we've seen this multiple times in the past few years. I mean, mm-hmm. even most recently with Rogue One. Yeah, uh, the report is that Gareth Edwards, who did who directed Rogue One, he the movie was his movie was finished. Mm-hmm. They basically gave him a deal. Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan mm-hmm. gave him a deal and said, hey, "We need to reshoot forty percent of this thing." Yep. And basically, you want to be under a gag order, or do you want to be fired? And he says, "Nope, do your thing. You're good." Now, I'm behind you 100%. that's the way to play ball in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Un- unfortunately, it's it's when you're dealing with <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan, who has been around. From the very beginning, but of Star been Wars. around too long though is the is that that's, the question? Hey, that's a valid argument because there's there's a lot of people that just hang on too long, and then they just I think like take Star Trek for example, the best thing that could have happened to Star Trek was Gene Roddenberry died. It's true because then it was it was handed off to somebody else. Yeah, right. So I I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. But the exception may be Han Solo. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. I thought the exception was actually Rogue One, because I was like, this thing's got major trouble, and Disney stepped in, and Disney fixed it. And it's a great And so that's movie. what makes me kind of lean on Disney's Look, side of this rather than the director's side of this. I'm, I'm with it, him on is that. Is Rogue One a good movie? Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think that they fixed it to a point. I don't think that we got as risky a movie as I would have liked to see. And it may you have been a worse thing. It a, a little bit more dark. A movie I with, thought it was a very dark Star Wars movie. I, yeah, in everybody, a way. everybody dies, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's like this in the only gravity you need because that was kind of like you knew that was coming. No, I, I thought it was dark with like the 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 octopus, the 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 mind numbing oh, thing, no, and that, all that stuff. We that's we already that. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was one yeah. of the most useless parts in any movie I saw last year. Mm-hmm. There, there was no need for that at all. But I think that with Disney, as you know personally, mm-hmm. Disney's going to get their way regardless. And so yeah. with Lord and Miller, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did 21 Jump Street, the Lego movie, mm-hmm. uh, they you know they were hired on for a reason. In fact, no one cared to see a Han Solo movie until these two were hired onto the project. That's true. Yeah. Then everyone's like, look, we're going to get this kind of fun Han Solo movie. Oh, mm-hmm. Donald Glover is going to be Lando Calrissian? Like, perfect. Yeah. Like, we love him from Community. This is going to be that kind of movie. Yeah. But then... Reports are coming back. We're only three weeks away from the movie being finished, and everyone yeah. says, "You know what? It's too funny." There, it's like oh, it's almost like a, it's a like when, movie. when Ben Stiller did Starsky and Hutch or something yeah. like that. It's almost like, it's like they a parody were almost. They're guiding everyone to do improv. Is what yep. the stories say, and this is all alleged. Like we're never going to get the real no, story. You, you, well, you might get parts of it, but but the directors have come out and they've really been like, "Yeah, it really sucks. Creative differences and all that." But we wanted to go one way, and they didn't mm. want that, so we were told to leave. Yeah. Uh, apparently, when they left, the crew was clapping. 
the, because oh, the crew man. loved him so much. No, the crew wanted them gone. Whoa, Whoa. Like, actors and the crew. okay. They, now they that's see, much I about the actors. They, I, they talked. I've about, intentionally stayed away from this because yeah. you two, Spinari and Kenny, yeah. you have both been so into this. And look, I, didn't I was like, I don't want to hear anything until we do this. Here's show. the thing: we're going to get spin from both sides because Disney is going to put every amount of spin they can. Mm-hmm. The director's going to try to salvage whatever they can as well. Yeah, and so we're going. I just basically want to give you everything I've read. Okay, now, now, can I just tell you really quick? Yeah. I've, I've done a, a lot of work with Disney, uh, with Buena Vista, with Walt Disney Pictures. I've done a ton of work with these guys mm-hmm. in a variety of different capacities and applications. Okay, so right. uh, one thing I will tell you is that these guys are the letter jacket wearing captain of the not effing around team. Right. These guys it's are their money. so scary to work. Can I just tell you, working for the mouse. You don't screw up because if right. you do, not only are you fired, you don't work again anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really dangerous, and you know that going into it. it. It's that's one of the first things I learned when I got to Hollywood. Is oh, so you want to work with Disney? Be careful. Do it exactly the way they want you to do it because if you don't, they'll burn you all the way to the ground. So I knew that kind of going into everything that I've done. I've shot commercials on Pirates of the Caribbean, and I've done media work with them, a voiceover work with them, and animation work, and all kinds of stuff with them, okay? Uh, but the one thing that I've noticed is that they do listen to their people. They do listen to their directors. They do listen to the actors. And while they may not always agree, they will always listen and evaluate. They'll do that for sure. But once that decision is levied, you don't cross them. See, I think you make, I think you make a valid point. I think there's a reason that they work with safe and safe directors and new directors. Meaning, yeah. hey, I worked on an indie feature. Thanks for giving me yeah, this the, big because, bunch because of opportunity. Because the rap is like, oh well, you, you're going to work for the mouse now. You work for this media mm. titan. You're not going to push back, right? I always yeah. kind of wondered why they have people like John Favreau, who is a fun director. He's a nice mm-hmm. director, but mm-hmm. he's so entirely safe. There's no, there's no dynamic to any of his movies. Yep. And yet they get, keep getting people like this that are guaranteed to make them a billion dollars per movie. Yep. Because well, it's studio mandate. Yeah, they have to. And you know they have to. Yeah, there's a safe quality given with with almost every one of these movies, and that's that's the thing. They're they're going to make sure they mm-hmm. achieve that. I kind of just wonder why in the Han Solo case they went four months, four months making this movie, and and haven't. And I know there's been behind the scenes issues. Like for example, mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy really hated Lord and Miller, and she it is reported that she hated the way they folded their socks. Everything, it's basically the idiosyncrasies. <laughs> yeah, figure, figure of speech. No, no, it's like... She it, hates no. everything about them Yeah, like so the idiosyncrasies, she hated everything about them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kasdan was totally behind them in the beginning, but the more he started watching the dailies, the less he liked them. And so... Know that on a picture this big... Yes. They'll bring people in. I've worked on stuff. Right. Certainly not Star Wars big, but I've worked on bigger stuff. And they'll bring focus groups in to watch the dailies, which I actually wholeheartedly disagree with. Uh, Because you're getting an out-of-context picture. Is that what you're talking about? You're getting things that are not shot in sequence. And not only that, you're getting them incomplete. So you're not getting the soundtrack behind it. You're you're not getting the color correction. You're not getting the Foley and the ADR put in there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that you're missing. Uh, but they're asked and they're vetted a certain way where it's like, do you think you can be objective? Can you think you did? Okay, sign the non-disclosure agreement and then you go, let's take a look at a couple of scenes from Han Solo. Okay. Mm. And if people are like, no, this sucks. This is absolute crap. I, I don't want to watch this. Then those directors are toast. 
And, right. and I'm I'm guessing, and again, I'm leaning on Disney. That's just based on my experience with them. I'm kind of siding with Kathleen Kennedy just because of what they did with Rogue One, and because I've worked there, and so I know what they and, yeah. and what the process is like. Um, it must have been pretty bad. For them to toss them. Right. Well, I guess things are just going poorly because uh, Alden Ellenreich, whatever his last name is, who is starring as Han Solo, who wasn't yeah. everyone's first choice for the role. No. And I was I was disappointed in that choice. He is basically the next guy they're going, well, should we continue with him? Because apparently they're not super happy with, with his acting expertise here. So it so came they down to the for, entire movie then, right? I mean, they, they won't they, because they would. it would be a PR okay. cluster. Okay. Oh, they trust me. They will. <laughs> You're really right. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Listen. Um, uh, okay, a couple quick stories. First sure. of all, it came down, if people don't know, uh, the, Han Solo, It was they basically interviewed, like if, if Spinari would have wanted to be Han Solo, they would have auditioned him. Yeah. I don't think there was a, a, a man of a certain age in Hollywood that they didn't have read for it's this. True. It's they, true. They had everybody read for this. It came down to Eggsy from Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jack, and the guy and, and the, Jack Rayner from Sing Street and and, and, and Jack Rayner from Sing Street, who was the older brother in Sing Street. Yes. Uh, I I think he looks a little bit too much like Seth Rogen. I don't know that he would have been my choice, mm-hmm. but Exy would have been my choice. Um, that would have been what's, well. what's his face? Um, Taron Edgerton. Taron Edgerton. Yeah, uh, he would have been my choice. I I think he would have been a much better option. Uh, they went with this other guy. He looks great. He does. He looks awesome in the part. He looks like a very young Harrison Ford. However, uh, the acting isn't there from what I've heard. And he's kind of stiff and kind of wooden and isn't really selling it the right way. See, I just think this is double-edged sword. I know you have to, I mean, you not you have to. You're siding with Disney because you've seen the, lean, the quality. Lean, lean, leaning. Leaning, yeah. okay. Because you've seen the quality proven, especially with Rogue One and what happened. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm always going to side with the director. I mm-hmm. just almost would grab a director who was a auteur and that was going to work with Disney. I'd shake them and say, what are you thinking? Like your oh, dude, I know. final project, because for example, if I may, from three sure. from three years ago, actually it's four now. Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. Edgar Wright had been working on Ant Man for seven years, and Edgar Wright point. is a genius. Edgar Wright wrote the script with you know like Joe Cornish, uh, great British writers, directors, mm-hmm. cinematographers, mm-hmm. and he's like, look, this is going to be the most unique. Marvel movie anyone has seen. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be full of comedy, but we're going to make it our way. Mm-hmm. And he ran into the Beast, which is the studio. Yep. And the studio, studio, and he they butted heads and they said, "Look, we don't want that. We don't want the standalone movie. We want this to be a Marvel movie. It has to be combined into the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And your movie does not." Yeah. And so he took off to the point where he has he won't even Ant Man kind of sucked. Ant Man sucks. Yeah. yeah. He won't even acknowledge its existence. He's like. You know, everyone asked him because Baby Driver came out this last mm-hmm. week, which you're going to review later in the I, show, I actually. And uh, everyone said, uh, "So, what about Ant Man? Have you seen Ant Man?" He's like, "No, I'm not, I haven't even watched a trailer for Ant Man." They're like, "Why not?" He's like, "Would you like to see your ex girlfriend have sex with someone else?" <laughs> and I was like, "Accurate, uh, yeah, <laughs> no." I, it, because what true. they did is they took the scenes that he wrote, the storyboards that he wrote, yep. and bastardized them. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Yeah, it's a funny joke. We're going to do that joke eight times in the movie." Hey, look, I, I'm. Uh, why you would ever fire a guy like Edgar Wright, I don't know. Hey, no, look, it's, yeah. it's pretty mutual at that point because yeah. if you're a director with a vision and he's had carte blanche to make his own movies, yep. granted, they've all been British cult classics, mm-hmm. but if you've made your own movies with no no one interfering, like, let's M- go back to M. M. Night Shyamalan. Exactly. M. Night. This guy said he had the biggest ego in Hollywood and he and Disney, oh man, 
the yeah. biggest blow-ups ever. And yeah. so he took off, made terrible movies. Yep. And because he didn't want to be touched, and Disney says, you know, you need to be a little bit more humble, which mm-hmm. is maybe ironic with Disney saying that. Mm. But you should not be a big ego and work with Disney. I, you almost have to go with the flow, right? What, you know what? Can I just, again, I, I know I, I keep going back to this, but when, you, when you're doing this thing for Disney, and, I, and I'm talking about how uh, you don't screw with them and things like that. It's not like you walk into a big boardroom and there's a bunch of guys in dark suits and they're and they're just terrifying. Right. These guys are handshake guys. They show up in Hawaiian shirts and they'll bring you a, a stuffed Mickey Mouse plush and they're the nicest people ever. Yeah. They subscribe to the theory, as do I, as do you. It's not going to hurt. It's just going to kill you. <laughs> so yeah. it's I'm I'm one of these people. I'm not a temper tantrum, yell and scream, do all that kind of stuff. I'm just kind of like, no, you're not working. Out you go. Yeah. That's that's just and that's kind of how they do things. Um, I don't know Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know how she runs Lucasfilm. I don't know anything about that. But I do know Dick Cook, who used to run the Walt Disney Pictures, and I know John Lasseter personally, and know how those guys operate. And um, and again, they're the last people you'd ever want to screw with. But I also know that they weren't terrifying people, and that they would definitely listen and go to bat for you. M. Night Shyamalan made a bunch of crappy movies. That makes me lean even further towards Disney because they tried to stop him from making crappy movies. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the so, thing. They, they do know what people want. Yeah, oh, they yeah. do. It's they just, spend enormous amounts of money on it's research. Just they, they code it in vanilla. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd rather see a unique director's take, which is why you direct. if you want to be an established director, up and coming, yeah. Maybe for a certain audience, don't work with Disney. But if you just want to be the guy that's like the director of the Jungle Book, you know, yeah, million no. dollar Beauty and the Beast comes the next movie. Yep, that's fine. That's that's a path too. I, and that's success, I really. Who am I to criticize? Criticize success? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you want to be able to go. You want as a director, you want to be able to show a studio, any studio, no matter what the project is. Ah, oh, well, look, I did this and it made blank. Right. You know, so it is so. a little interesting that now Ron Howard has taken over. Mm-hmm. This was basically their first choice. Like it was announced two days later. Mm-hmm. It's highly unusual, yeah. first of all, for a very established, high, high, high A list guy like Ron Howard mm-hmm. to step in as a second choice on a project that is in turmoil. Right. Most A list guys like Ron Howard's caliber wouldn't touch something like this with a 10 foot pole. So it took some huevos for Ron Howard to do this, first of all. Or maybe he's just been uh, kind of. He realized the Da Vinci Code trilogy. Well, it's not really wasn't, panned out. It, this hasn't panned out. The Arrested <laughs> Development didn't really, the revival didn't work the way I wanted. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what it was, but I know for sure that this guy will fix it. Uh, the second thing is, is that I know that um, he's going to make some enemies in Hollywood by doing this. So you it's going to, well, it, it, maybe Ron Howard gets a pass on this, but um, I, I think anytime you step in and you're a well known guy, in a highly publicized case where guys have been fired. Um, oh, and there's there's another facet to this, too, which I don't even think you know about. Hmm. Um, you know, if you're Ron Howard and you're trying to make a project and, oh, by the way, Verizon is trying to buy Disney, why are you involving yourself in this at all? Wait, wait, and wait. That's, I've been saving this. Yeah. Verizon's trying to buy Disney? Verizon. Verizon. Not Disney trying to buy Verizon. No. Verizon, Verizon has more money than Disney? No, they don't. And that's the thing is what? that they're actually yeah. shouldering, um, I think it's about $180 billion in debt. Yet they are still trying to buy what? Disney, which would give them everything. It would give them the theme parks. It would give them Lucasfilm. It would give them absolutely everything. And they're trying like hell to do it. That and is I, so and weird. Th- this is, again, there, there's, there's not a lot that's known about this. 
Um, but they they are re- you know Disney is mum, Verizon is mum about it. But it, it, apparently talks have taken place. I think it would huh. be terrible for Verizon. I think it would be terrible for Disney if they were to do this because oh, yeah. uh, Verizon is already shouldering a mammoth. I think it's like 180 billion dollars in debt from the Vodafone right Vodafone acquisition that they made in 2004. I think Yikes. is when it was. Yeah. So anyway. Um, if you're Ron Howard and you're looking at this and it's like Verizon is thinking about stepping into this and who am I going to be dealing with if Verizon buys Disney and that's going to change the entire hierarchy of the board of directors and everything else, do I want to be involved with this? So it was a pretty ballsy move on his part to step in and, and say, yeah, I'll take this. So there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on with Disney. I think it's a paycheck for him. You I really think? do. To finish really? the movie. He may have to reshoot a whole bunch. He'll have to edit pretty much the entire thing at this point. But I think it's a paycheck. Um, he'll, he'll do what he's told, and he'll make he'll actually make a really solid picture. Yeah, probably a movie that a, a better movie than Hansel deserves to be. Probably, I, I, I would agree the, with the that. The other the other thing that I did that I haven't talked about is uh, when um, uh, what's her face um, Daisy Ridley, yeah, and uh, John Boyega, yep, uh, were were shooting on their first day on The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams pulled them both into a trailer separately. Not together, but separately, and said, "You suck, and I'm going to fire you." <laughs> Can you imagine that? I know. We're, we're going to go back, we're and we've been Wars. highly publicized to yeah. be in the new Star Wars movie. We're going to shoot today all over again. We're going to do it all over again. And if you don't get it right, how much money is lost from one day? Of oh, hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars. Oh gosh, you're out the door. You are absolutely wooden. I don't care if you're nervous. The time for you being nervous and worried and petrified about the fact you're on Star Wars, you should have dealt with that before you came to the set. Because here you are, you're in wardrobe, you're here, and you suck. So you're going to fix it, and you're going to fix it now, or you're out. So I know for sure that if this guy isn't carrying his weight, this this new kid, this Han Solo, the kid's playing Han Solo, he's out. Mm. They, they will fire him, and they'll reshoot the entire thing. Because they're going to spend equal to the production budget in prints and ads, P&A for short. Right. So they've got to get it right. Or they're not wasting... $150 million, they're now wasting close to $400 million if it's not right. Woo. <laughs> Dude, I know, I'm telling you. You got to have big old balls to work in the movies, man. Right. It, it's, yeah, it's scary. Even at my level, making decisions at my level on the films I was working on as an executive producer, the decisions I, were, I, were, I was making were million-dollar decisions yeah. that would sway things one way or the other, and it was terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it was scary. Like really, really. Scary. There you go. So yeah, man. So it, it, do I think he it, he'll stay on as Han Solo? I I don't know. I think it's very much up in the air. Yeah, I think it's going to lose so, its release date on purpose. I don't think they have a choice. Right. Yeah. So it'll be high drama. If you have any interest in the way they call it, uh, you know, the machine or the business or mm-hmm. you know, if you want to know how Hollywood works, this it, is a it, great it, way it really to a makes great story sad. to follow. I mean, and, let, and let's take it to the other side. Like Warner Brothers, they've tried to hire um, auteurs in a way, mm-hmm. but then they step in and ruin movies by cutting, for example, 30 minutes off Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. uh, messing with Suicide Squad because of focus groups. And ruined it. it yeah, I think it was a little bit ruined already, but mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I agree a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, Wonder Woman was able to kind of stay away from that. But I think it's going to continue. For example, The Flash lost two directors, mm-hmm. but they never actually started filming. And then Lord and Miller, who wrote the original screenplay, may come to direct that movie. By the way, I, you know, I have to tell you, there, there have been a couple of things that you've absolutely loved. Hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman being one of them. 
and Logan. Oh, are we getting to this Logan. right now? Well, we, we can if you want to, uh, or we can wait. But I, you We can know. go straight movies now. Let's do it. Um, Let's do you it. sold Logan and Wonder Woman both to me, and I got to tell you, I thought Wonder Woman was okay. I thought it was all right. It was um, it was a great story, but it became one of these things where it's like, if I if I'm a writer and I can see the D and D dice rolling, or if I can see the writer going, okay, it's time to end it, as Joel Silver once said on my show. Sometimes it's like, okay, you ate your popcorn, you paid your five bucks, let's end it already, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, Joel Silver, the great, you know, diehard and lethal yeah, weapon and Matrix. All this yes. Matrix. Uh, he's like, okay, look, you know, you had your fun, you ate your junior mints, and, and now it's time to go. Let's end it already. You know, it's just that. Like, I don't care. Uh, that's what Wonder Woman felt like to me. See, it was great story, great story, great story. Third act, but eh, grind the gears a little bit. No, now it's a superhero movie. That's I was kind of <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I was bummed. And Logan, I absolutely hated. You I hated, hated it. I hated oh. it. Logan sucked. One of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. What? I, I was mad all the way through. You were? Yeah. No, no character for consistency a, whatsoever. A movie that actually felt like a Wolverine movie for the first time in the franchise. Hugh Jackman was great. He was, I was great. Say, great. Hugh Jackman. The was age great. of the character was great. Uh, okay. X twenty three was so good. She was perfect. Look, for me, is missing that spark to Patrick make it. Patrick Stewart ruined it by saying the f word. No, nope. no, no. It had nothing to do with that. I would expect that. Uh, in a Wolverine movie, I, I think I think it should have been in a Wolverine movie a long time ago. More f words. It's the Wolverine. Sure. Yeah. Um, my problem was is that the, the the characters weren't consistent, and Patrick Stewart wasn't consistent, and uh, even even Logan, uh, the character wasn't consistent with what it has been portrayed in the movies. Now I know you have look, this look. this criteria that every movie needs to stand alone yes. on its own merits, and and I get that, and I respect that, and I I don't disagree with you. I just, I just hated the way. I, I, just, I just hated this it. one was oh, just oh, very true to the comic and not to the movies that had been established. I read previously. the comics. This one was definitely the old man Logan story where everything mm-hmm. had just gone to pot, mm-hmm. and so they did deviate far, far away from the Hugh Jackman we know and love. And yeah, they that's went, okay. They I went grim and dark okay. and western on this it's one. It's just got to work, and I don't think it worked. Okay. I, I, I thought the story was just kind of shallow. To be honest, it was just kind of yeah. like you didn't like it either. No, it was okay. It was like a C. Wow. Yeah. I know. Guys. I know Morgan. I heard Morgan Ray and Morgan Hayes just like, oh, it's the best movie I've ever seen. You really, really liked it. And I finally saw it on, on you know, I got it at the Red Box. And I was like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> the writing Jeez. is terrible. The filming is terrible. The plot twists are dumb. Everything about this is stupid. The gore was cool. Gore it was, was gory. I like that. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> wow. Logan is alive and well in my book. That's all I got to say. He's like, I'm just going to pretend that didn't even happen. That abortion of a movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It gets worse and worse every no, time we I talk about I it. No, I didn't like it. Like Hold on. Did, but did you like it? Nope. <laughs> didn't like it. Actually, I threw this out there on Facebook today um, because I was, I was just curious, and this came up in, in a previous conversation, but mm. I was like, hey, I want to know which movies have I praised in the past on the show, and then people went and saw it because of my review. Oh, yeah. yeah well... And There's then, two and then, I just then realized I let them down. No, Wonder Woman is not a disappointment in the least. No, it wasn't a disappointment. I think it is. Uh, it is the one of the best origin stories for a comic book movie. Yeah. And yes, it could have just stayed a simple human story the entire I wish, time. I wish. I wish it would have. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. You know, but yeah. yeah, it would. No, it was a good movie, but it just wasn't. And it, it was. It was okay. Right. It wasn't a disappointment. I wasn't disappointed by it, but it didn't knock me out of my socks either. Okay, because yeah. that was the third time I'd seen it. Yeah, so I, fe- I fell asleep the first time. 
Yeah. Why? I fell asleep the first time. What were you doing though the first time? Yeah, and I fell asleep. Gal Gadot I was not actually. throat cancer. Gal Gadot <laughs> may be one of the most beautiful women to have ever lived. Unbelievable. I mean, she's just crazy. Like it's yeah. just yeah, unbelievable how pretty she is. Um, but I, yeah, I got to tell you though, I rarely disagree with you. It's rare. When we disagree, we disagree big. Yeah, big time. Like when you step in it. I mean, you step in it big Or time. when you like vanilla uh, Star Wars movies. Yeah. So you really like them. So here's the thing. <laughs> you have had a couple of films where um, I, I've, like, Shannon has been mad. Oh, actually, I've been can, mad. can I be honest? When you and Sprite come to me and you're like, why'd you recommend this movie, you piece of crap? Yeah. You're like, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I knew you guys wouldn't like it. I knew it wasn't your flavor. And then yeah. you say, Shannon so pissed you. I'm like, she's so mad I'm at like, you. shoot. Oh, I disappointed <laughs> Shannon. Yeah. Me, you know, Spinari, okay, you, you get that. Right. But, you know, right. Shannon it, it happens. So what was the, the Cabin in the Woods? Oh, oh, Cabin in the Woods back in 2012. Oh. Uh, yeah. One of like the best, uh, the longest, the longest oh, you hour, are in, kidding me. hour and 20 minutes of my life. Oh, one of the best horror comedies out there. And I oh, was like, you love the horror genre. And you're like, we all hate you. We watched that movie and cursed your name. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, I, it's that's, wonderful. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then what was the other? Oh, Southpaw. Which I gave like a B minus to, by <laughs> yeah. the way. But you're like, hey, we were wrapping presents. And, uh, what? Presents. Whoa, what are you talking about, Kenny? You weren't you guys doing Christmas like preparation? No. Well, it was at a time. It, listen, I watched Southpaw at a <laughs> with time. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Bummy with, Jake. With Jake. With Jake. <laughs> Can I just tell you, we watched that movie at a time when, um, you know, the the radio show went away. And I, look, I'll just be very, uh, I'll, I'll be fairly open here. Uh, only about a third of my annual income came from the radio show. Yeah. I had all this other stuff going on. And so the radio show went away and I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, financially, that's not a big deal. I've got all this other stuff happening, the DJ thing and the touring and, you know, all this, the voiceover work and everything. And then it was like the perfect storm where like everything went away. Yeah. And I'm more or less living on savings and there's terrorist attacks at at nightclubs in Paris and in Europe. And that's my number one market is, is Western Europe is the number one area that I play anymore. And the promoters are no longer booking uh, American DJs for anything because they just don't want the drama. And I totally understand that. But as I'm watching all of this money, I'm just bleeding. Yes. You know, I'm bleeding like crazy and I'm like, what am I going to do? Kenny recommends Southpaw. I didn't tell you to watch it this specific Southpaw. night. Southpaw. Oh, check it out. It's, it's awesome. It's the most depressing movie you'll ever see in your life about a boxer that loses everything. Loses everything. The thing is, is that it was his fault. Now, with me, you can always argue that some of it's your fault. But, sure. but I mean, I had the perfect storm of just I didn't say this movie is about <laughs> you and that you should watch it because it's no, semi-biographical. You no, you didn't. You just went, hey, this is a good movie. That's yeah. all you said. But Shannon's watching this and she's like, I don't like Kenny. I, I don't like Kenny very much right now. I know. And then we were so sad. Yeah. It's like, Christmas time is here. We were and like, his daughter's yeah. being oh. taken away. And he's <laughs> yeah. losing his daughter. And yeah. So, um, so I would say, I would say the four. <laughs> you were so mad at me. I know. The four movies that you've done. <laughs> I think where I've all the way not. Look, I think it's you. your fault for being so depressed that day that you watched one of the most depressing movies. Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Southpaw. Uh-huh. And Logan. I think we're probably the. Th- I can't count Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, so I uh, like that. Those South, would be the three. South Paul and Logan. I, I put in the B range. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods is straight A for me. But, oh my yeah. gosh, no. 
but these were all recommended. You, you know, those were recommended by yeah. me. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll check them out. Yeah. So, but but what are people saying on Facebook? So this is like I'll, a big thing on Facebook. I'll read them off. So Angela, she put an image of the flaming electric guitar from Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Yeah. Which is an incredible movie. I mean, you almost can't do better outside of John Wick, maybe, for a, a modern action movie. Yeah, John Wick. John Wick. And there may be awesome. some people that are like, John Wick is really overrated. There's nothing happening. That's the point. There's nothing going on. Can I just tell you something? John Wick. Here's the thing about John Wick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do, you, do we have I'm a sermon? Talking, I'm not yeah. talking about the... Uh, we're going to talk about guns here in a minute. Okay, I, okay. I have questions I want to sure. ask people. Yeah. So if you have any interest in guns and firearms, if it goes boom, Chunga loves it, and we're going to talk about it here in a minute. So, uh, But the thing about John Wick, from a cinematography standpoint, there's something that people may miss when you're watching John Wick, because you just don't even think about it. They have some of the longest takes so good. ever. So good. In cinema history, where the camera doesn't cut. Yep. Where this whole thing runs. Go back and watch John Wick again because the camp, they don't cut. It just runs constantly. They had to rehearse these things and rehearse these things. Keanu Reeves trained a for master. five and a half months. Yes. To be able, at 50 years old, yeah. for five and a half months to be able to pull this stuff off. Uh, that's a great actor. I'm yeah. sorry if you have that level of dedication and you're able to do all that all that stuff that he was able to do and do it in one take where the camera doesn't it's, stop. It's incredible. Rolling. Oh yeah, phenomenal. And I I think a lot of people don't realize. I just saw one take. No, people don't notice. Yeah, they don't notice that, that. that wasn't a cut. The camera didn't cut. Yeah. they're not choreographing 15 seconds at a time. Right. They're choreographing minutes and minutes and minutes at a time, which is ridiculous for yeah. for oh, on screen violence. Oh, I've seen John Wick too. It says eight times. Eight John, times? John yeah. Wick is awesome. John Wick. Oh my god, it's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are adorable. Okay, so Sean Sanquist, he put a picture of Chris Pratt up uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy two, and he says Kent apologizing for a scathing review of Guardians of the Galaxy two, and I'm like, I gave that movie a C minus. You did give it a yeah. C minus, and then I said, I don't know that I call it scathing. I said, Never yeah. did I apologize and tell anyone to see it. I only apologized that I was mean to people who like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so what's he saying? He liked it. He, I, he think, I think I got on here and I said, this movie is full of jokes. Like it if you're 12 years old. There's lots of cool fart jokes in this movie. Uh, and then two thirds to a retard, you're going to love right, this movie. But then the next week I said, I'm really sorry. That was really mean. And then he probably went and saw it based on me apologizing for my mean <laughs> review. I see. Okay, so Josh Hansen, he put, or Joshua, he put. The Joshua. He put the any superhero movie, but don't take it personally. I hate every superhero movie except for Dark Knight. Yep. Uh, Sandy, she put Drive, my favorite movie of 2011, which is not mm. a lot of people's You're favorite movie. You're kind of a fanboy of him, aren't you? What, Ryan Gosling? Hey, girl. You, you kind of you like him. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, let's see. Oh, Aaron, Andy, and Greg, they watched a movie because of me last oh, Halloween. My which was The Witch. The Witch. Oh man! Which by the I way, I won't even watch that. By the way, I have never heard Greg swear so many times in my life. Yeah, here's the after thing: after he watched Greg watches watches absolute shit, right? <laughs> and he's totally fine with it. And even he would be like, "That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen." I'm like, "You're an idiot, Greg." And I love you to death, Greg. I know you're listening. The fact that you like, they must have been on some like drinking some haterade because some haterade. This movie, yeah, it's slow burn, but when it pays off, it pays off big. And I know I, they're maybe all I need to watch it. Me. Maybe I, maybe I need to watch it. Now. <laughs> Look, and I try to set up. Now saying, that things are going awesome for me. Maybe right. I can watch this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've told people not to watch it before. Uh, Kirsten, she put Sing Street because I pray Sing Street so heavily. Sing Street is what? awesome. How she could said you she not was like bored Sing out Street? of her mind, and then Jolene jumped jumped in and said, "I only made it through halfway," and I was like. 
Okay. What? what? It's a coming no of age story for teenage boys. Maybe that's why I they didn't really I think it's a question it. of expectation. Like maybe they just didn't understand what they were watching. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's and, like the Sandlot, or it's like the Goonies, or it's exactly. Right. It's yeah, any yeah. of those young adolescent coming of age movies. Uh, Angela jumped back in and saying the Babadook, and I was like, I gave that movie a B. There was one guy who Bob talked about the dark web. He, he, he really, he really yeah. rocked. Bob and Duke sucked. Um, Nicole, web. she said La La Land. Wow. And this was one of those I was going to say Tim Hemingway didn't like La La Land. Do you know, and people have come to me, and I think these people need to form their own opinions, but they said, you spoke too highly, and I went and saw it, and it was nothing like amazing, but it was good. And I was like, oh, I thought it was amazing. I didn't like the amazing. ending. Yeah, um, the ending wasn't. I, I didn't. I the, didn't the like ending's the, ending. the best part. It I, is I, I true art. I know you love it, but I, I me personally. <laughs> and I didn't then like Schwendiman said Kubo and the Two Strings, which was one of my favorites from last oh, year. Oh yeah, as well. you loved that one. And he says it was a pretty movie, but I just couldn't get it. In the story's a little boring. And I'm sitting there going, look, I mean, I get it. Actually, I want more of these. If anyone wants to jump on the Goblin page, join. Uh, maybe jump on the Chunga's page. He would really like to hear from you guys. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember in Superman 2 when that dude was stuck in the mirror and couldn't yeah, get around? That's yeah. me. <laughs> if, if you're a really wealthy man and your name happens to be Mark Zuckerberg, from from me to you, you. <laughs> you All mean right. the, the only guy making those Facebook uh, videos? All right, Mark Zuckerberg. You and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> he probably is riding a white horse right now. But you, you, I want to hear about more because we you got a sniveling, nerdy little dick face. <laughs> I, I hate Mark Zuckerberg so oh, bad. I thought you were talking about me about no, talking about no, Logan. No. Okay, phew. But I do want to hear about more times that you feel I've disappointed. Not not just movies you disagree with me on. We but want we want more feedback. Ones yeah. where I have told you to see a movie and you're like, Kenny, come on, seriously. You know what? Um, d- okay, I actually get a kick out of it. We want more feedback about everything. Can I just tell you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we we here's the, here's the thing. This is I'm I'm a little confused, and maybe you guys can help me out. You you can help me understand something. Um, for the longest time, I, I've been you know I did radio for years and years and years, and people got into radio for different reasons, right? Some people got into it because they liked the industry, and some sure. people got into it because they liked the culture. Some people had a kind of a romance attention of fix. It. Maybe they, it, it 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 scratch some sort of egotistical itch that they had or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I got into it because I, I felt like I had something that I wanted to say and I wanted people to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the medium. I wasn't, it wasn't like I was a radio fan and I was calling radio DJs and I was listening to radio DJs all the time. I was never that guy. I just, I wanted a platform where I could be heard, you know, and maybe that's an egotistical itch. I don't know. I just felt like I, I, I thought that my ideas were cool and I wanted to know if they were. So I, mm. I, I wanted to go on the radio and just try and be funny and see if it, if it worked. And I felt like I, I, I and I feel very much I felt like this for a long time. I feel like I've said everything that I wanted to say. I've done everything that I've wanted Wait, like, to do. Up to I, this point? Like you? No, I, this is a long time ago. Okay. okay. I think okay. that's okay. why the, you know, I, I, the show that I did in radio wouldn't work today. It, it wouldn't work today. I'd have to do a completely different show. And the reasons why is there's ratings and there's this and there's that. There's a whole bunch of reasons. But I was doing a lot of things that now a 14-year-old kid can do on YouTube. I, I did a lot of stunting and a lot of weird stuff mm-hmm, like that. Right. Like the two up on the mountain. and yeah. I just had a like the jackass kind of stuff. I did a lot of that before people were doing that sort of thing. And it just wouldn't work now, right? So I feel like I'm just kind of... I've been done doing that kind of thing that I wanted to do. And so now I'm having a lot more fun. I know this sounds really backwards, but that was a lot of like pressure and push, 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 and I didn't right. really enjoy it all that much. To to be very, very to show as much candor as I can. You're also working for someone that you know. I well, many people that 
when when every when every word that you say is analyzed by consultants in four different states, it becomes a real pressure cooker really really quick. Right. There's a lot of money on the line, and it just wasn't that much fun. So now I I feel like I've done everything I wanted to do. I've said what I wanted to say, and I felt like that since way before Pod Goblin and Pod Bash started. But the the reason I'm saying this is because I, I have a concern. I have a worry that we're missing the mark. We, as in our show, as in Radio Ronan, okay, okay. And, and Pod Bash on the whole, that we are missing a mark with people. The the people we're, we are not maybe talking about the stuff that we wanted to talk. That they want to hear us talk about. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Now this is a cardinal rule of broadcasting. You don't ever say this kind of stuff in public. But this is what I. This is what this is what this whole thing is about, right? Mm-hmm. Is us being able to just show that level of candor with people and just. I'm concerned that because we have such a wide national audience that we are not pleasing people the way that we should be pleasing people. And that's what we're doing here. That's the only reason I want to do this is to try and entertain you. I don't feel like I have anything else to say. Mm. Um, I, I like to comment on things. I, I like to be a fan of movies like people are fans of movies. Or right. fan, I, I'm a fan of music like people are a fan of music. But I don't have any sort of agenda anymore. Right. Does that make sense? It, it does. I, I just want to be a fan of stuff like everybody mm-hmm. else is listening. Yeah. And just kind of have fun with you. So... I did a post about um, I bought a gun over the weekend, and I've been a fan of handguns I, and all kinds of guns. I mean, I've had guns around me my whole life, but it's something that I've – there's a lot of these kind of uh, like – I guess you could say right-wing social issues that I've tried to stay away from. Mm-hmm. I We've shied away from it because we have a lot of varied – And you see it all over. Holy cow. Yeah. Made a post about a gun, and I debated whether or not I should do it. I was like, eh, I don't know if I should. It's a very sensitive thing. I don't know. I'm trying to be, you know, pe- people have vilified guns so much. And so I, I did a, a post about buying this gun, and people went nuts, not in a negative way, but a positive way. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting messages constantly. Hey, what is that? I want to go check that out. Oh, I didn't know you were into this. You guys need to talk more about this. So the reason I'm bringing this up is that is I'm concerned that maybe we are missing the mark. Like, maybe we should talk more about that kind of stuff. Or maybe do product reviews. Or maybe we should talk... What do you want to hear from us? I really want your feedback. Like, desperately bad want your feedback. Because in radio, people could just call up and scream on the phone, you suck and I hate you and go away. Right. You know, or they could go, you're the greatest thing ever and I love you and thanks for everything that you're doing. With this... Um, you have to kind of get on social media or you have to go to iTunes and leave us a review or you have to hit us up on Facebook or you Mark Zuckerberg. So um, <laughs> any so, of that kind of stuff. So maybe bring up a little bit more controversy uh, Controversy as a social issues. It's not necessarily controversy. It's just stuff that I'm genuinely interested in. Okay. When I was doing radio, sure, I would kind of poke the bear. I would, I would intentionally create content that would get a rise one way or the other. And yeah. You do that to generate ratings, right? Well, I'm not, we've got a huge audience. I'm not worried about that anymore. But what I am worried about is talking about things that, where I can feel like I'm right there in it with you. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to be talking about stuff. And, and uh, you know, always there's going to be people that are like, I don't care about Han Solo or I don't care yeah. about the movie business or I don't care about cancer. You know, whatever. Well, I don't, look, I don't, yeah. You know, whatever. I yeah. don't know. But I, I want to make sure that we're hitting the mark. I don't think we've ever shied away. Like, I don't think we ever kind of hover above any issue we talk about it. I mean, hell, we just talked about Star Wars. And losing a director for thirty minutes, like yeah, it was do, awesome. We do deep dives. Yeah, like, sure. this yeah. is what we do, and I know that's what podcasting people is. People may or may not care at a certain segment. I just think maybe, yeah. I guess the question is, what do you want us to talk about? Because if if we are 
passionate about it, we will get into the deep dive. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe, you know, because you don't talk about guns a ton, I think people will realize and they, they know that you own guns. Oh, but yeah. But maybe you don't cover it as much because you think, I don't want to piss anyone off on the other side. I think if I could if I could put this simply, it's never that I haven't been honest on the radio. Right. There have been times where, you know, I've been forced to apologize on the air. Yeah. Every single time I had to apologize to anybody on the air, I was lying. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's very true. Okay. Um, I was full-blown lying just to please an advertiser or whatever. Right. Um, I was always honest on the air. It got me in a lot of trouble. Saying I hate Mumford & Sons really pisses off record labels that are paying for promotion and paying for a lot right. of things. And um, they're making you're making your program director mad and you're you know saying that you know I, I used to go on uh, go on the air and pray that one of the uh, you know ask everyone to pray for an overdose whenever I played an Oasis song you know I, I mean I just I would that's what I would do yeah. I, I was all and I was honest when you apologize for the Mumford and Sons did you have to say I'm a little lion man and I really do love Mumford and Sons <laughs> all I can say is this where are they yeah, where are they? Remember, they tried. Oh, where are you people now, Moses? I think they they play background for the Chainsmokers now. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I saw one of them. Boom, <laughs> Chainsmokers. That was really well done. Sucks so bad. <laughs> I like that disc, Kenny. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyway, the, the point I'm, I I think I was right. Mumford and Sons sucks. Imagine Dragons. They suck. They're no good. Right. So, I, but I would say this on the radio. So, I was always honest, but I want to talk about things that people are interested in that I am also interested in. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. So, I don't want to miss the mark. So, let us know. Give us feedback. I'm Absolutely. Be- I'm begging for it. Well, there may be some facets, you know, because we do talk about movies, for example. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, we talk about movies a but lot. We're I, fans. We're legit fans. I want to know what of facets of topics we may not be covering, if there is anything. What are we not covering that you want to hear about? I would love to know. We yeah. stay away from politics. Yeah. We stay away from, you know, I mean, sometimes we do when it's, you know, when we're about election to have an election stuff, or something. Or election yeah. cycles. Blah. Yeah, but if there is something that we are not talking about that you want to hear us talk about, uh, please do us a favor because there are a lot of you out there. Yes. Lots and lots, tens and hundreds of thousands of you that are listening to this. And we have 200 people in our Facebook group. Right. So step up. You know, we're investing in you. We want you to invest in us. And the way we want you to invest in us is to give us feedback as to what you want. If you enjoy listening to the show and you want it to be your type of show, we want your feedback. We want to know. We want okay. you to engage. I think with that's us. fine. I think that's fine to I ask like that. for. Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah, I hope. I hope I'm not asking too much. By the way, hmm. sweet guns. Hey, thanks, dude. Hey, thanks. I got one pretty too. cool. No, thanks a lot. You want to come shooting with us? Yeah. I, I really do, but I'm afraid oh. I'll hurt myself. No, no I, I would. Hey, like <laughs> thank you for trusting in me, Chunga uh, Spinari. Sorry, uh, I that's guess okay. I'm not being. I'm not able to play with your gun. We got you. We got. Uh, that's uh, that's going have... in a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of songs promised lately. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so uh, okay. So anyway, yeah. Please give us a feedback on the and and go join the Facebook private users group. Yeah, it's okay. pod and then space bash space goblins. Yep. That's yep. it. We're not asking. We're not asking for your money. We're not asking to do a Patreon campaign. We're not asking you to sign up for episodes. All we're asking for the only contribution we're asking for from you is your engagement with us. Yeah, that'd That's be it. great. And the reason we're doing this is because we are going to try and start getting advertisers. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and start getting sponsors, and we want to make sure that we are growing this the right way. 
uh, because you have to make a choice. Okay, we've gotten this thing really, really big by being nothing more than total doofuses. Right. Now we have to start thinking. Now we have to start doing this the right way. I would love to refine and, it in any way we can. But I don't want to do it dishonestly. So right. I want to be able to talk about what I want to talk about and have fun with people because I'm a fan like they are. Yeah. So I hope I'm making sense to people. Oh, yeah, I think absolutely. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. So speaking of your Facebook page, um, yes. did someone go down to the gateway tonight? Uh, I was actually, Ooh, it was late. It was it the 4th of July. 4th of July. July. Okay. Yeah, it was yesterday as of this recording. Um, I don't know. We were supposed to be there. We were actually going to the Happy Sumo mm-hmm. for just to go grab some, Celebration. some food. We were just yeah. out driving around and, oh, let's go to the Happy Sumo. We changed our mind at the last minute and went somewhere else. Okay. And right about the time we were going to be going there, some crazy lady drove into a crowd of people right outside the, the gateway. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, like intentionally hit, hit steered her people. car, hit six people, killed one of them. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And I'm so you haven't heard about this. No. no. She got out of her car, yeah. was on the phone, yelling, screaming at people, and then just ran away. And people, they haven't found her. As of this recording right now, they still have not found who this no, lady is. No, not doing them any favors for the mall. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Gateway is still a thing. You wow. can still go there. You know, this yeah. is happening a ton in Europe, right? People are running yeah. cars and pedestrians all the time. Yep. Yeah. What the crap is going on? Yeah, man. It's just, you know, um, I I don't know. The, the, the world has gone crazy. Salt Lake is a dangerous place. Downtown mm-hmm. Salt Lake is a scary place. And I, I, I'm pleading with um, the elected officials. I'm pleading with them. Please, please, please do more. Right. Bet, hire more cops. Do whatever it is you need to do. Uh, but please clean up downtown Salt Lake. We work in downtown Salt Lake, and it is, uh, you know, we saw a tweaker trying to set stuff on fire today as we were walking to lunch, mm-hmm. the, the three of us. He's running around with the lighter. Yeah, w- with with urine in his pants. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. No, um, not, not a day goes by that I'll, you know, park in, the, in our in our lot yeah. and be like, oh, great. Homeless guy's waiting for me again. Yeah, we had to go out and check your car. Yeah. Well, yesterday. Yep. Because some guy was standing right outside your car waiting for you to get out because he wanted money. Yep. Awesome. This is an open love letter to the elected officials of the state of Utah, to Gary Herbert, to um, Biskupski, whatever her name is. Um, Please, to Ben McAdams, please, please, please do more to clean up Salt Lake City. There are too many damn hipsters in the in this. Seriously, it's so true. There are way too many hipsters. Like I'm afraid we're not Portland. <laughs> Clean it up. No, we're not. We're more Portland than Portland. I know, and uh, I don't because like we're, we're trying I, to be. It's like it's it's like the entire it's like the entire community has short man syndrome and they're trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. This is how counterculture we are. Look at my neck beard. Nobody else is doing that, man. Right. It's over. Your man bun. Nobody does that anymore. Stop it, please. You're embarrassing us. In my department at the big boy <sighs> job, we play a game called hipster or homeless. <laughs> you just you it's don't so know true. in downtown Salt Lake it's anymore. It's so true. Yep, hipster or homeless. So the guy with the uh, pee in his pants. You never know. Lighter. It might be hipster. Pee in yeah, your pants oh is cool. Gosh. Please, elected officials of Utah and Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, Salt Lake County, please do more. Please. Um, I don't know who this person was. Nobody knows who this person was that drove into a crowd of people. But there isn't a day that goes by that we're not out walking around somewhere in the city where I'm going, I'm going to shoot somebody today. Somebody's going to freak out and I'm not going to have a choice and I'm going to have to put somebody down today. Because it's that crazy. It's that nuts out there. Yeah. Really, really, really sketchy Ugh. it's it's you know i'm begging you please 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 don't leave it in Nothing the hands of the citizens Nothing will happen. don't leave this in the hands of the citizens 
Don't make somebody have to, if not me, if not Kenny, if not somebody else, you know, please don't force an honest citizen to have to take a rash action like that because you are not doing your job. Right. Get more cops. Let the cops do more. Have a better plan. Do something. I'm begging you because Salt Lake sucks right now. It really does. It feels yeah. gross. It's, it's gnarly, man. Yeah. It's, you know, I've played in cities around the world. I've been in some pretty sketchy, weird, horrible places like Seattle. <laughs> and Seattle's better. Hey, hey, Chunga. Mm-hmm. Remember San Diego? Where, oh, yeah, we, where it was where clean. We walked around. It was it was midnight. Mm-hmm. Spinari, it was midnight. We're walking he was around. Walking around. And there are women jogging in the middle Alone. of downtown San Diego. Feeling safe. Cleanest crazy. city ever. Downtown San Diego. Crazy. Oh, my god. I'm gosh. going, wow, they, they feel really safe and independent here. Oh, yeah. Yep. This is a great city. Um, we had some had some friends come in from out of state, some friends of friends that we work with, and they came into town and they were like, wow, they were showing them around Salt Lake. They were like, oh, my gosh, this is a dirty city. <laughs> Holy cow, what's happened? Yeah. Where they were openly commenting, man, there's a lot of like really spooky people here. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were people that came from Seattle. No joke. Hmm. Um, man, this is a scary place. Yeah. Um, something's got to be done. Something's got to be done, or I'm going on this massive platform that we call Podbash and saying, stay out of downtown. Don't spend your money downtown until something happens. Do not do commerce downtown. Stay away from it. Don't go to businesses. Don't go to restaurants. Don't go to bars. Stay out of downtown until something happens, because I don't think you're safe. Right. It's pretty sketch. So... Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not to that point yet. But I'm, I'm going to learn karate. I'm getting. I think you should. Yeah. I think you could break. Karate, a board. You, you, no, you, you could break. Let's learn board. karate together. You want to learn karate with me? Yeah, dude. Get, get our yellow belts. <laughs> I think you just got it. I think you I just don't earned think your yellow either, belt. I don't. Look, can I just say? I don't think either one of you are disciplined enough to get a yellow belt. Not even a yellow belt. Which is one up from white. Which is where you start. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. He's probably right. We'll see. I can break wood. With your knee peen? Yeah, with my knee peen. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I touched his knee peen. So to guess, and he shrieked. I made everybody he in the shrieked office. like uh, like he'd just been stung by a bee. <laughs> I made everybody in the office touch my knee peen. Yeah. So, I'm proud of it. I was happy too. <laughs> anyway, okay, so what else? where else are we going here? You do have some movies to, to go Yeah, do we right? want to talk about any 4th of July mayhem that went awry? Uh, well, let me see. What, Sugar House Park burned down. Yeah. Yep. Um, Actually, there were 30 fires over the court uh, throughout the state and through many yeah. states, yeah. even more. Mm-hmm. And but you know, we're in the you know the west. I live in Daybreak, the, so right. it looks like the Hamptons outside. There's like a lot of lakes and brush, and yes, fireworks are not allowed. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It makes sense. I can't. You know, normally I'm just like with my HOA. I kind of roll my eyes like a lot. Like man, you guys. Oh yeah, little little stringent. Daybreak. This is America. We're in America. Okay, this isn't Sweden or somewhere weird like that. Your rules are wacky. But this is one of those things where I'm like, no, I, I get it. I totally get it. That we shouldn't right. have fireworks here. Mm. So uh, I didn't I didn't do any of that stuff for the fourth of July, but I did read a story about a dude who had bees in his garage, and his answer was the same answer I would have, which is let's set off a bunch of fireworks in the garage to get rid of the bees. <laughs> the, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> to combat the fireworks? Bees? To- he had bees in his garage, and his answer was, I know what'll get these bees. Fireworks, not not so bee not, spray, not bee spray, right? No. Nope. Wait, were they bees or were they wasps or hornets? Uh, I just saw it said bees. What? Oh, see bees. No, oh, they're okay. Wasps. You kill those mother. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. use those little those little black snakes that grow. Mm-hmm. And those aren't oh, going to do anything. I don't know if he was trying the to pick off like, <laughs> the big glow. <laughs> 
Is that your spidey sense? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a piccolo Pete. There's a difference, Ken. <laughs> oh, please explain. There's a big difference. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually pulling up the story right now. Okay, here we go. If I can... I'm now trying to think what fireworks I would use to kill bees. You, would you just um, hold, like, uh, the aerials? Man sets like, off fireworks in his garage to get rid of bees. <laughs> <laughs> please tell me there's a picture of this guy. Um, He's got a few burns. <laughs> Just I don't few. even. I don't even have the Michigan man who tried to use fireworks to remove a bee's nest from a garage ends up burning down his entire house <gasps> instead. That's from the AP. Hold on, hold on. Did he get the bees? There's a picture of the smoke. Let's see. I'm wow. guessing yes. I think he did get the bees. Oh, I think he got the. Bees. I think he smoked yeah. them out. So, <laughs> so mission accomplished. Then. Wait, doesn't Listen. the smoke calm the bees? All I can yeah, say. Yeah, they fall asleep, <laughs> and then you can kill them back up. with more fireworks. All I can say to you, sir, is respect. <laughs> I'm just surprised this didn't take place in Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you know it's in Michigan where you know burned out buildings are kind of a thing. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not that weird. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, you know I'm I'm terrified of bees. Bees inspire. If I were a rapper, my name would be MC Scared of Bees. <laughs> scared of bees. That's Is me. it scared of bees? I'm scared of bees. I'm MC Scared of Bees, y'all. <laughs> Is if like- I see a bee, I'm running like a biatch. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> MC Scared of Bees. That's me. <laughs> no, I was just about to make a really bad hornet pun, but I'm not going to do it anymore. No, you got to do it. No, it's it's too late. All right, the moment is the moment. Is the past. moment has passed. <laughs> okay. So let me see. Let what your else? mind wander where it will. So can I just put out a little thing? Uh, I yeah. know that it, July is meant to. It's legal to buy fireworks, mm-hmm. and we do have another holiday coming up in this state. Yeah. And I'm sure in other states there you want to do celebrate the independence of America all month long. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just stop. What? No, stop right now. No, just don't celebrate the 24th. No, celebrate the 24th on the 24th. But I don't want to hear your fireworks going off at 1130 every night. Oh, yeah. This is when I'm Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Like, nobody (laughs) wants to hear that. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, cool, a a pop. Mm. Oh, you spent 40 bucks on the aerial. Yeah. Good job, dude. Yep. It's pretty awesome. I'm I'm, I'm one of these people. No, no, I'm in this way. I'm a communist. No, I I listen. I love fireworks if I'm involved. If I'm not involved, I'm annoyed as all get out. Yeah. I'm annoyed like one of our underwriting people with ping pong. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. like that level <laughs> oh, of good annoyed. Call. No, yeah. like when I'm like driving through a neighborhood and it's, let's say it's 630 and there's a whole family sitting on their driveway and they're slumpy old chairs and they've got fireworks in the middle of the road and they're staring at me like, what? Do you think you could drive on this road? <laughs> oh, sorry. I just popped it way bad. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a road. I'm going to run over your fireworks I'm right to, now. I'm trying to dodge your piccolo Pete. <laughs> exactly. It's like July 17th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I can see that. I got yep. so angry. I just popped the mics. No, I, no I'm with you. I, yeah. there's, there's, it sucked because I was doing when I was doing morning radio, you always have to go to bed and it's 4th of July and it sounds like it's Beirut outside right. and you're trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, last night, you know, I, I'm, I live in Sombertown where we can't have 4th of July fun. Right. And uh, and I'm out there, and I can hear just the war zone happening off in the distance, you know. And you think that would lull me to sleep, ah, violence, but it didn't. <laughs> and I was mad, and I so I'm one of these people. It's like, no, I don't like it. If yeah. I'm not, if I'm not lighting the Draper's fuse, I'm, burning down again. Yep, I miss the sidewalk of fire. Yeah, I, I miss I miss my contribution to the holiday. And, um, but I don't like it if it's not me. And just to remind everyone, like the one of the reasons I hate fireworks is it was really ingrained in me for, as a youth. I told you the story, remember? Yeah, about your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one when we were kids, we said, I don't remember this. We said because my mom, she's very Jewish. 
right? Mm-hmm. And we said, hey, mom. No, no, she's really a Jew. So before right. you give us the bad reviews, no, she's real. No, she really is. Kenny is a Jew. We make the jokes all the time because he's a Jew. And I can say this we, because yeah. of my heritage. He's yeah. a Mormon Jew. He's a, he's a Jew. That can, he's Junicorn. Really, yeah, the Mo Junicorn. Yep. So yeah, she. we said, mom, mom, will you buy some fireworks? She goes, do you want to see a firework? And we'd be like, yeah. And so she'd get a $5 bill out of her pocket, <laughs> light it on fire, and she goes, that's a firework. And we'd be like, what? <laughs> And she'd be like, that's exactly that's, what happens when you... That is the most messed up yeah, logic I've ever heard. That's exa- <laughs> no! That's exactly what happens when you buy fireworks. You're lighting your money on fireworks. But you just lit like, your money on like, fire! Mom, that was $5. I could have bought some gum with that. And uh, yeah, that was that's the same thing she did with gambling. You want to see me gamble? $5 you know, in the, in the trash. You, I think Wanda Dunn. I think, <laughs> I think she scarred you. Oh, <laughs> mentally scarred. But you know what? I'm not wasting my bloody money on a single firework. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Maybe snakes. Yes. I love the snakes. Yeah. I think they're incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those Do you ever stand awesome. over them as kids and they, they, they grow out and it looks like you're pooping? What? No. Yeah. When did you do that? I always did that. Like, I don't remember you doing that. Yeah. I don't approve of that. No wonder you got a knee pain. over it and yeah. it like grows out of your... Yeah, dude. It, no, what? it doesn't. Wait, you put the snake in your butt? <laughs> no, you just got to squat. <laughs> We've reached the point of the night when it starts getting really hot What's in this happening? room. It's so sweaty. Hold on. Wait, where, where, where would you put this little... The little um... Stick it in my bum. <laughs> okay. Because we're not even going to edit the show. We're posting it like... No, a, no we can't edit it. It's... Yeah. We're too much. The show's going live in like an hour. Um, we would light, light it, and then you'd squat over it, and then like your friend would take a picture, and it looks like the things like growing out because like the what? Snake would grows? you be wearing pants at this like, point? Yes, of course. Well, like, wait. it was awesome Listen, when man, you were when 11. I was a kid. You wouldn't fake it. All right, I know a kid who took a duke <laughs> on the hood of my friend's car in the Arby's drive up. <laughs> So basically, he served Arby's food on the trunk of his car. He came running up out of the other car, pulled down his shorts, and did it right on the hood of his car. So So he had to drive up to the window (laughs) with a poo, with a poo on his car. And it slid off when he turned to leave the drive. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, we didn't fake it back in my day. It looks like my poo. Uh, that's enough. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Okay. Yeah. We just get it real immature. Oh, jeez. Let's bring it back. So, what would you like to hear us talk about more? Arby's food and snakes. I know we really did cross the line there, didn't we? Ah, you did. I know. You did do it. You and your Jew mom. So, um, lighten her five dollar bills on fire. Yeah, but she taught me that's, a valuable that's lesson. full blown crazy, dude. That's crazy town. Look, is what that isn't is. it accurate? Have you ever bought a fireworks since then? Nope. Wow. No, at least you get some sort of joy out of a firework. Nope. It's not. True. I watch my neighbors and I go, "You probably spent like eight hundred dollars on that, and you guys are morons." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's rent. Yeah, that's rent, sir. Yeah. Anyways, you know what? I, you do it when you have little kids. When Spinari was little, I bought hundreds of dollars in fireworks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's fun to do when you're a little kid. I don't do it. I don't buy 20 minutes anymore. of your life. $800. No, I not even I was I would get the lawn I get the lawn chair out. Yeah. And he would just go nuts and I'd just sit there and I would, I would buy like, like a, he would buy me like an old GI Joe or like one of those really cheap ones from like Harmons and then you put the fireworks in it and like catch like the the ship on fire. And they film it on their phones blowing stuff up. Awesome. Little pyro? Yeah, yeah, dude. It was fun. It was Jeez. great. But yeah. uh, but now we don't do that. No. Okay. Break will let us. You know what I did for my Fourth of July? I'll tell you what I did for my Fourth of July. I was all excited. I'm glad I didn't get run down at the gateway. 
And then to celebrate, I thought, oh, I should do something patriotic. So I'm going to pull up a show on the History Channel about George Washington. And then it was some big diatribe about how George Washington ordered the systematic slaughter of every Indian and Indian uh, nation he could find. Oh, God (sighs) bless America. So it was a real downer, is what you're saying. Yeah, I was like, thanks, History Channel, for ruining my 4th of July. (laughs) Ugh. Yep. And then I just went to bed. That was my 4th of July. (laughs) Probably had a better one than me, because I went and saw fireworks, so... Yeah, what? No. I know. Yeah. 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 If I want to see fireworks, I'll just go to Disneyland, and it doesn't have to be 4th of July, and And it's... They're great. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can go on Matterhorn and see fireworks at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. So, okay, movies. Let's get to it. Okay, let's get to two movies. I wanted to cover the one from last week because we didn't record, and then the big one this week. So, the first one I want to talk about is Baby Driver. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Edgar Wright, this is his latest directorial movie. Which you saw. You saw it a long time ago. I did. I saw it three or four weeks ago. Is it out already? Is it it out now? Yeah, it came out just this past Friday. Okay. And boy, is it great. I mean, once again, I'm praising a movie and people may see it and really disagree with me and that is just fine. Um, This has got a really cool soundtrack from what I understand. Amazing soundtrack. This movie is, I'd say half of it is attributed to its soundtrack. Nice. It's it's a modern, I'm not going to call it a musical, but everything plays to the beat of the music. Mm -hmm. It is a 70s funk soundtrack. Nice. And it's it's a soundtrack that I probably wouldn't care to listen to. Unless I saw, and then after seeing the movie in context, I go, "Man, that soundtrack was amazing." You know, when I was in my uh, when I was in my formative years, when I was in my early teens, when everybody had like pictures of like ACDC and Judas Priest mm-hmm. and stuff like that up on their wall, I had pictures of like Grand Funk Railroad, right? And, um, not Grand Funk Railroad, um, Grandmaster Flash, sorry, right? Oh, nice. And like Nile Rodgers, yeah. And, you know, a lot of lot of R and B and soul acts, yeah. uh, seventies R and B and and that kind of stuff. I I love that music so much. I still do. Still love that. Yeah, music. I mean, this one is like John Spencer Blues Explosion. Nice. Then Dave Brubeck on the other side. Oh, Dave Brubeck, just, cool. It yeah. kind of just jumps back and forth. Young MC shows I was up at one to point. Dave Brubeck today. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it all fits. I mean, at some some points you have Beck, and then there is uh, Blur. And then they pull it oh, back wow. and they'll do Hocus Pocus. I mean, it's really just... You lost me a Beck, but okay. I know, actually, the Beck song is probably the worst one on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but I'm just giving you uh, the range of the soundtrack here. Okay. is so perfectly created. In fact, Edgar Wright chose each song, even though he, he didn't know if he'd get the rights or not, mm-hmm. and filmed each scene to each song, like it was a music video. This is the kind of movie where if you gave like someone like me a $40 million budget, it's the kind of movie I would make. Mm-hmm. Because I said, we are we are going to make a two-hour music video, and it is going to be, like, you almost can't not watch it. Like, it, you, it is compelling, compelling to watch. Mm-hmm. The gunplay in this movie is choreographed to each beat in the song. Oh, that's okay. pretty cool. The car chases, every turn, every squeal is mm-hmm. added to the remix of the song. Nice. It is, it is perfection for me. Oh wow! This is a modern classic. Wow, really? Yeah, and this is going to be up there with like Bullet and um, an Easy Rider and some of those cool. I think Bullet's a little overrated, to be honest. I oh, think you do? great for its time, but looking back, the, yeah, I, I, maybe I it's, liked in, it. it's in my perspective. I mean, because I've seen better car chase movies since, but mm-hmm. for what it did, pretty great. Mm-hmm. But okay. yeah, okay, I can see that. But I will say, like for some people, there may not be enough car chases in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it really just becomes about the style given. It's basically this kid, his name is Baby, and people are going to have an issue with that. Mm. But his name is Baby. He is a young getaway driver. He is the he's the wonder kid mm-hmm. for Kevin Spacey, who runs all these heists. 
using a different set of criminals for each one. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're all kind of idiots, all these criminals. And he is the he's the linchpin. He is the one that pulls it all off in the end. Okay, that's Except cool. he really wants to get out of the, the business, kind of like every heist movie. Yeah. And he can't seem to get out. Can I just tell you, I love heist movies. Yeah. Love them. I do too. I love Gone in 60 I, Seconds, Ocean's Eleven, you now, name it. If you it's may a heist have a, movie, you I You may love have it. a nitpick here because the every heist is taken from his perspective, meaning he's waiting in the car. Mm-hmm. He's playing. That's okay. He's playing his favorite song, and he's sitting there singing to his favorite song, and then boom, they get back in the car. Let's go. I love it. Oh, that's cool. And so you don't see the heist go down. Oh, but that's okay. For though. me, that different perspective works. Oh yeah. Uh, this movie is R-rated. It earns its R-rating because man, when it gets violent, it gets violent. It shows the ugly side of crime. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's not fun and funny, kind of like Scott Pilgrim, which is uh, Edgar Wright movie, or even Shaun yeah. of the Dead. Okay. It's Edgar Wright grown up. Okay. And which I think was necessary. So what, so it's what, the next evolution of his uh, filmmaking. So what grade did you give it? A. It's an A. It's an A. Wow. You haven't given out very many A's. I've given. I've only given one A this year. Wow, and it's July. So this right. okay. So Baby Driver is a must see in the theater. Then it's a must see. This okay. if you care about cinematography, if you actually editing the editing is the biggest part of this movie. If you care about film editing in any way, see this movie. Hmm. Because who boy. This I is do a visual care. thrill ride. How's the writing? Uh, the, okay. the right, so there, the I will say this: the the writing is great, but there is a there's a love story in there, and the writing is plays so genre heavy. Yeah. It's almost like 1970 genre heavy, where the waitress in the movie quickly falls for this getaway driver, and mm-hmm. they, they they play it so old fashioned that it comes off as a little bit like a genre. It doesn't feel realistic, yeah, but you get why they did it. Okay. That works. So that was yeah, probably the only okay. that was the only uh, problem I had with it. Actually, okay. was the relationship, and I'm like, eh, I get why it's there. It may, it may not need to be there, but right. Okay. Uh, what else did you see? So the big movie for this week is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, you've seen okay. it. You saw it a while ago. You've been yeah. embargoed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so I actually took um, one of our one of our audience, uh, Sam Ma, because he really oh, wanted Sam. to see this one. Yeah, I love Sam. Sam's a great guy. Thank you, Sam, for everything you do and all your contribution and letting us right. know what's up. Absolutely. Yeah, he talks to us a lot. Yeah, he's pretty great. So, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming. This is the new reboot of the Spider-Man movies. So, we had Tobey Maguire start mm-hmm. in 2002. Mm-hmm. He had three movies. And then Andrew Garfield take over in 2012. Mm-hmm. And now we have Tom Holland playing a, a high school Spider-Man again. Hmm. Okay. I like the trailers. Mm. So. Okay. okay. I You know, I'm... Look, I I read for the Amazing Spider-Man animated series. I was up for the parts of Jane, Jonah Jameson and Green Goblin and Sandman. And those were the three. Yeah. Uh, and they could tell when I did the reads. They said, you know what? Can we be honest with you? I said, sure. We can tell you you're not a Spider-Man fan. Hmm. I said, really? Just from doing this? Yeah, we can tell that you don't really like Spider-Man. And I went, I don't like Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> like I'm more of a Batman guy. I'm a Batman guy. Right. They said, we can tell that you're a you're a, a comic fan. We can tell that just from the way you do your read, but that you don't like Spider-Man. And I was like, boy, I suck. They went, no, <laughs> no, you would be great for something else. Right. But not this. And Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. So I went and read for Batman. It did much, much, much better. Right. Well, of so, course. I mean, the, the um, love is there. The passion is yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I don't like Spider-Man. I've never been a fan of Spider-Man. I thought Spider-Man 2 was great. I thought the rest of them were junk. Oh, Spider-Man 2 is amazing. So, so this yeah. one, people are proclaiming it as the best Spider-Man movie 
ever made. Whoa, even better than two? Yes. Really? Because mm. it's new and it's shiny and it's the best thing ever made and uh, the other hyperbole we need to throw around. Tired of Spider-Man, dude. So, but here's the thing. The, the, the reason for this reboot is that Marvel and Sony, they combined with last year's Captain America Civil War. They brought Spider-Man in. It's big mm. hype. And uh, Marvel's writers have taken hold of this thing. All money goes to Sony, but they have brought Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm. meaning... So you have Tony Stark Tony Stark, involved, yeah. really involved. Okay. And so this movie, we, we skip the Uncle Ben stuff, we skip the origin. He is wow. basically a 15-year-old in high school without the origin. So it's just a continuation of his adventures that we don't, really we don't see or don't really need to see, to okay. be honest with you. Because in the comics, he's old. Um, Older in the comics, right? Uh, here's a little factoid Mary. for you. In over 700 issues of Spider-Man that mm-hmm. have come out since 1961, mm-hmm. 30 of them were Peter as a teenager. And everybody kind of wow. refers to, to Peter Parker as a teenager, which I don't really get, because he's been older he's for... rarely ever been. He's, for decades. He's generally married to Mary Jane. Yeah. He's that mm-hmm. age. So it's I actually kind of get tired of the character, because Toby, I know why they did it. They had to put him in high school, fine. Because in the next movie, he wasn't. Andrew Garfield... Yeah, he's a bit too old to play a high schooler. Why do we need to see him in high school? That's kind of lame. And then now mm-hmm. they have a, an actual kid playing this role. And his mentor in this movie is Tony Stark. Peter's story in this movie is to be the next Avenger. He that's, wants to join the Avengers. Yes. And that is his okay. only goal through the movie and to and go out with a girl. I kind of really like the angle because you always have, there's this new trend in, in superhero movies where it's like, okay, I'm an Avenger, but I'm not here because I want to be. They're the reluctant hero kind of thing. You yeah, I mean, I mean this kid. I mean, I'm in the Avengers. This but, kid oh, is okay. If I have to be in the Avengers, I'll be in. But to, so to have a, a, an arc where the kid's like, "No, I want to be in the Avengers." I think it's kind of refreshing. I think it's kind of a cool idea. Uh, and I can see what you're saying. I just think the Avengers tie-in is basically a tie-in to guarantee money. Sure. And for some people, that guarantees automatic quality when the opposite is actually true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, to- having Robert Downey Jr. in a movie is is a very good thing. But he, for half of his scenes, he is in Dubai, phoning it in, literally calling. And that is his mm. scene. Hey, kid. Oh, yeah. Do this. Do this. Okay. Oh, maybe you'll never be Avenger. And then John Favreau, Happy Hogan, mm-hmm. is the second co-lead in this movie. He is the Marvel tie-in. And he this was, doesn't sound very good. He's the driver. Okay. Well, hold on. I'll get there. I'll get okay. there. The Marvel stuff, the Marvel tie-ins, super forced. In fact, it makes Spider-Man a weaker character. It makes Peter Parker a weaker character. I don't doubt it. Because Spider-Man, for me, he is Marvel's flagship. He is the character that could stand on his own. He has against always been a Marvel's great rogues I, I, gallery. Always been Marvel. So I, I would say him or the X-Men. What he has become in this movie is Tony Stark's sidekick. But here's the problem: no one will care because this movie is fun. He's an optimistic hero, and it's full of jokes. And so mm-hmm. people will not care that Spider-Man is no longer really the same kind of character we've all grown grown to love, really, mm-hmm. because it's so darn fun. Okay, and it is fun. It, it does heist. It plays. High school is the biggest part of the movie. Like, the homecoming name is definitely a play on words, mm-hmm. meaning coming home to Marvel and also coming home, or homecoming, homecoming dance. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland is Spider-Man or Spider-Kid or whatever. Not super good. He kind of sounds like Michael J. Fox, like a more annoying version of Michael J. Fox. Okay, or yeah. me when I'm going on dates. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how's it going? Ah, I yeah. think you're really hot. You want to, like, touch the claw? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but the best part of this movie... Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is hamming it up mm-hmm. as the vulture. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty cool. He's easily the best part. His character is actually kind of fleshed out. He's this middle class villain and he doesn't want to destroy the world. He just wants to kind of make his money and get revenge on a few people. 
That and sounds it, it refreshing. Really, it's really good. That works. Because it's Michael Keaton. You know he doesn't give a crap. Mm-mm. Like, even in all the press tours, he's like, I don't want to talk about Spider-Man. I want to talk about Batman. Like, he wants to talk about Batman. I don't know. Michael, what? major props to Michael. Yeah. Really? He was on Jimmy Kimmel. He's like, yeah, let's talk about Spider-Man. Uh, sorry, this is devi- deviating away from the review. Mm-hmm. And my, all Michael Keaton says, F no, I, I want to talk about Batman. All he wants wow. to do is talk about his time as Batman. That's got to be a joke, right? He's doing that I, as a I joke. I think he's kind of losing it. Just a little bit. Okay. Look, everyone who plays Batman wants to talk about the time as Batman. George Clooney can't stop talking about his time as Batman. Yeah. Phil Kilmer, I don't know what he's doing. Anyways. I played Batman once. <laughs> See? Everyone wants to talk about Batman. I talk about it a lot. Right. Why? Because it's Batman. <laughs> I will say this. If you love... I mean, like, I do think the high school thing, it tries to mirror John Hughes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a mistake. Because those movies came out 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they created a certain feel. But I don't think anyone should try to replicate it because it feels like copying. Mm-hmm. I think this movie needs to stand on its own. But the comedy is fresh enough. It's probably the most funny Spider-Man there is. In a good way or a bad way? Look, Spider-Man should be funny. Because Spider-Man is full of one-liners. Yeah, Always in the comics it was too, yeah. But what it does is it takes away from any of the weight in the other Spider-Man movies. With great power comes great responsibility. You Mm -hmm. felt that he was on a personal... Like, there's a personal struggle Mm -hmm. within him at all times. So this is missing something, though. This is missing any sort of personal struggle. Okay. Which is why I don't think the the character Tom Holland plays... That's a problem. Right. That said, people are going to eat this thing up. Oh, of course they are. Like frozen yogurt. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be everyone's They're going to grab their second. Fid- they're going to grab their fidget spinner and Right. They're going to no, no. head to the movies. I and mean, I can't even fault them. This will be people's yeah. second or third favorite Marvel movie, and that's just fine. For me, it didn't really carry any sort of weight, and I forgot about the movie soon after seeing it. It's a B minus. Hmm. Okay. It's a red box. B- B- it's a red minus. box. And you know, and some people are going to think I'm very harsh. I actually think that that's. Quite I actually fair. think you're being generous. Yeah, I think you are as well. A B minus. I, I think going C range would actually be pretty harsh because I had a decent time at this uh-huh. movie. <laughs> I yeah. just didn't. I wasn't blown out of. Like my, your inner comic nerd had a, had an affinity for it, but if you're reviewing the the film as a movie reviewer, you couldn't you couldn't like it right the way that that you would hoped. Yeah, it, it did feel like a glorified version of um, the Agents of Shield TV show. Oh, oh that's bad. with Spider Man though. That's that's Yikes. bad. That's not a B minus. That's not a B minus. <laughs> that's not a B minus, Kenny. And I'm not going to apologize for any of this review because then people are going to be like, "I saw that movie based on your recommendation. It's a B minus." Yeah, go. That's like buyer beware. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it's buyer. If you've bought all this crap so far, you're going to love it. You know what? <laughs> you know what my least favorite grade is. This is, a, and this is not being C. being critical of you. My least favorite grade is a B minus. Oh, C plus is my typical. Yeah, it's eh, B minus. If C you plus, like it, you're gonna like it. That's like the my least favorite grade because that really doesn't tell anybody anything. Do you see what Do I'm you saying? Do you want to be more harsh? Well, I you could maybe. No, look, it did a lot of things right. I, maybe go one way or the other because that 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 just says it's just like meh. I don't know. That's how I felt about it, honestly. Well, that, that, yeah. then that's fair. Then stick with it. I mean, if that's where red you were, box. then that's where you were. Yeah. It's okay. a great Redbox movie. Okay. Okay. People are going to be pissed. <laughs> They're going to be mad at you? They're going to be mad. They, people are going to say, that was an A-quality movie. How dare you? Yeah. I've seen better Spider-Man movies. Like, I think we need to stop being so... We, and we need to stop being children with our movies. It's the newest thing I've Here's seen, so idea. it's the best I, movie I've ever seen. It's just a novel yeah. idea. Maybe I'm just being a cranky old man, and I definitely don't want to get off on a ramp, but how about we just maybe go see something other than a superhero movie? Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Baby wow. Driver, original feature, there and we go. have two great movies coming up in the next couple weeks. I know we're in Utah, and I know what I'm saying. 
don't go see a superhero movie. Oh, please. Everyone will. But, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. know. This thing's going to kill it at the box yeah. office. Yep. I, yeah, I, okay. I'm going to go see Baby Driver. Let's go see Baby Driver. Yep. That sounds Done. awesome. Done. Please so don't hate it. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So that's, is that it? Are we done? Is uh, that the show? Gordon Hayward. Oh, sorry. Gordon Hayward is leaving the jazz. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. We, we, and we, we don't really need to, to cover that. Do we want to talk about that? Do people want to talk about Gordon Hayward leaving the Jazz? I think people, nah. I mean, he's going to Boston. That's kind of the big thing. And he, yep. he really dragged his feet on this one. I don't care about yeah. sports much, but I am kind of like thinking maybe there's no loyalty. Like, I think the Jazz really want star players to be in Utah. But anyone they yep. raise up to that level is going to leave. Yeah. Can I, can I, let me, it's, let me just, this will be food for thought. And maybe we can talk about it next week. Uh, when you start from nothing, you work hard, you develop a fan base, mm-hmm. that fan base supports you, you end up making a lot of money, and somebody offers you a lot of money, what would you do? Probably go. You would probably go. Yeah. I can say this in all honesty. I started from nothing. I came from a little ramshackle radio station. Uh, did very, very well. Developed a very good fan base. Was offered a lot of money in Los Angeles. Said no. Was offered a lot of money in Miami. Said no. Uh, was offered a lot of money in Boston. Went there for a little bit, but the minute they turned my radio station back on here, I came back. You're right. right. So why did I do that? Did it ruin my career? There are agents and there are people that I work with that will very much tell you, yes, Chunga, it ruined your radio career. You should have gone when you had the chance. You would have been... Sure. Easily, you know, in the in the high seven, eight figures somewhere, doing very well and, and having a great life. Thank you very much. But I didn't. And the reason I stayed is because I felt an extreme sense of loyalty to the people that were kind enough to let me do this job. And that's really the truth. That's no joke. Uh, Spinari was there. He saw all of the debates that I had. He yep. saw all the people yelling at me because I wouldn't, would, the agents yelling at me because I wouldn't go somewhere else. Yep. Uh, I was very worried about the people that, the salespeople and the programming people and the promotions people that would have all had a really hard time, that would have gone through a lot of hardship had, had we taken the show somewhere else. And I chose to stay. So do I think that's kind of a chump move that he would do this and turn on the people? Because Gordon Hayward, who the is that? Right. Who's that? I don't know. The people of Utah loved him. And he just left and he left for money. So would you go? Uh, Me personally, I would have stayed. And I can I have example after example after example of why I would do it. And this is after I just spent the better part of the podcast crapping on Salt Lake. But Salt Lake is an awesome place. Utah right. is an awesome place. He loves Olive Garden. Um, Why not stay there? So many Olive Gardens. Here. <laughs> I love Olive Garden. <laughs> he loves Zupas. I love Price going to us. I love going to Olive Garden. I, I I can't get enough of it. The Olive Garden and and you know the craft stores. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I love. Because it's almost Halloween. That's in I, your I, mind. I, look, I hey, I, I chose to stay, and I chose to stay for a damn good reason because this place is kick ass. Yeah, but you could have got the a, title somewhere else, sir. Could have. I'm 100% sure of it. Right. I had partners that were yelling at me. I had partners that were furious and calling me an egomaniac and refusing to speak to me because I wouldn't move the show somewhere else. Hmm. Uh, I had some really shitty things said about me because I wouldn't go do some of this stuff. And the reason why was very, very simple. I'm just, I'm really grateful. Yeah, sure. You know, and that, that needs in this world, in today's day and age, I personally think that needs to stand for something. You you need to put your money where your mouth is and, and you need to... You know, you need to do that. So do I think he's a chump? Yep. 
I do. I think I, he's a chump. I just think the Jazz should have traded him last year. They should have known that as a free mm-hmm. agent, he would have left, and they that should have traded him. I think the Jazz should have dealt him like four years ago. Yeah. So, well, they needed so. to grow him up to a point where they could trade him for someone of some value, oh, okay. and then totally ditched him. I mean, yes, they would have been seen as the bad guys, but at least they would have still had a great team. So do I seem, do I seem kind of harsh on the guy? <sighs> yeah, probably, but I think he's a chump. I think he should have stayed. The people of Utah supported him and loved him, and they put up billboards begging him to stay. We should have seen this coming. It was his college coach over, what, over at Boston. Was... Yep. Yeah. Should have seen it coming. Well, there you go. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. There it is. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, Super show. Yeah. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much for listening. I hope we didn't piss you off too much crapping on Salt Lake City. Uh, love you, everybody. Please give us your feedback on uh, on Facebook. Go join our users group. Please join uh, join us on all of our social media pages and leave us a review on iTunes, will you please? Uh, until the next one, have a great weekend and peace. This is the Radio Ronin Show on podbash.com.